Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. TBS Petersburg. Your NBC Sports Radio update starts now. Still celebrating in Washington as the Nationals are the World Series champions, locking up a Game 7 win over Houston, 6-2. Washington wins every one of their games on the road. That's, of course, never happened in baseball, NBA, or NHL history for a seven-game series. That said, Caesars Sportsbook putting out odds for the 2020 World Series. The Astros are favored at 4-1, to this before the eventual locating of Garrett Cole, either staying in Houston or maybe going elsewhere. Dodgers and Yankees are both 5-1 to one odds. Red Sox and Atlanta Braves are 10-1 to one odds. Kansas City Royals have their manager. Mike Matheny is their guy. Matheny managed the St. Louis Cardinals to the 2013 World Series, spending seven and a half years in St. Louis. He is now going to be in Kansas City. Thursday night football in the desert. The 3-4-1 Cardinals hosting the San Francisco 49ers, who come in at 7-0. San Francisco is a 10-point favorite. David Johnson not expected to play for Arizona, dealing with that ankle injury. Cliff Kingsbury, head coach of the Cardinals, talking about his counterpart Mike Shanahan and the Niners. I've just had a bunch, uh, a ton of respect for Kyle, watching him through the years. No matter who his quarterback was or his personnel, he, he adapted to it and was able to move the football. And he's on the cutting edge of, of a bunch of things that you see throughout the NFL now. He, he kind of was at the front end of that. and Tremendous offensive mind, and it's going to be a huge challenge for our defense. Steph Curry is going to have an MRI and a CT scan today. This after breaking his left hand in yesterday's 121-110 loss to the Phoenix Suns. His timeline obviously is yet to be determined. This update brought to you by NFL Network. It's never too early to talk football. At 7 a.m. every weekday, we've got the best morning show on sports television. Good morning football. Weekday is at 7 a.m. Eastern only on NFL Network. I'm Dan Schwartzman. This is NBC Sports Radio and the NBC Sports Scores app. Welcome to the following presentation from Richmond Sports Properties. And thanks for listening to Spider Athletics on 99.5 FM and 950 AM ESPN. Your exclusive radio home for Richmond Spiders football. It's lunchtime at Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue, 8205 West Broad Street. And it's time for Spider Talk with Richmond football coach Russ Huseman. Today's show is brought to you by the University of Richmond School of Professional and Continuing Studies, Lux Chevrolet, Food Lion, and Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue. Spider Talk is on the air. Join in online by text at 804-638-9508. By email, spidertalk at richmond.edu or on Twitter using at Spider Voice, at ESPN Richmond or at Spider Football. Aaron Dykes from the goal line will return it 15 to the 20. 25 breaks tackles, comes up the near sideline. He's at midfield and now it's a foot race. Aaron Dykes putting him up, putting him down to the end zone. He's gone. 100 yards. Aaron Dykes kickoff return. Touchdown, Spider. There's the snap. Joe back to throw. Looks over the middle. Down the sideline. He's got Fuller wide open at the 35-30. Down the sideline. 20-15-10. Picking him up and putting him down. He's into the end zone. Touchdown, Joe Mancuso to Keiston Fuller. Now, you and I saw that immediately, but I'm sport Delaware hat. We haven't seen Keaton Fuller in the backfield all week. You knew at some point he was going to come out of the backfield right up the sideline. Him against the linebacker, he's going to win that every time. 
Joe does a great job, just puts the ball out there, lets him get it, lets him do the rest. Good call, good execution by that offense. Now let's go live to Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue. Here's the voice of the Spiders, Bob Black, with Coach Huseman. This is Spider Talk on ESPN Richmond and the Spider Sports Network. It is the Halloween and homecoming edition of Spider Talk with head coach Russ Huseman. Welcome to Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue out on West Broad Street. Great crowd in the house today. They're very upbeat for Halloween, for homecoming, and to review the Spiders' victory over Delaware last week that included the two highlights and many, many more that you just heard and will hear during the course of the next hour. The Spiders with that 35-25 win at Delaware Saturday. Welcome to the program. Appreciate you being here. If you're in attendance at the restaurant, still time and room for you to come out and join us. And we thank you for tuning in on ESPN Richmond and on ESPNRichmond.com and RichmondSpiders.com. Happy Halloween, Coach. I see you came dressed as a football coach today. Yeah, I wore my Richmond gear today. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> And a relatively happy football coach today, I would say. Yeah, I'm a good win. Yeah. I mean, obviously, when you beat Delaware Delaware on the road, any CAA win's great, uh, but to beat Delaware on the road uh, makes it more special. How, I don't know if special's the right word, but just significant was it um, that the lead got to 14 nothing and 21-7 so early in the game that you played with the lead, especially coming off the way the Yale game had ended just a week before, that there was no lingering hangover effect, and you jumped to that lead and played so well right from the opening kickoff. Yeah, I think we've been actually playing well early in games all year i was talking to daniel the other day came by to to chat with me in the office and and we were kind of talking about it about you know our preparation and and it seems like we've kind of got off to some pretty good starts early in games uh for the most part and uh you know to get you know to take the ball down there and score quickly um score again uh you know to get up on the road was huge and uh you know, and and then you know they got they got a couple back. You know, to start the second half, and and we responded, and I, and I think the biggest biggest response we had was when seven minutes to go in the game, and and we hung on to the football and took a knee to end the game. Yeah, that was going to be my next question, and that would be the next area that I would point to. Home teams normally make a run, no matter what sport it happens to be. Maybe not baseball today, but in pretty much every other sport, home teams will make some sort of run, and Delaware did that. Um, What did you like about the response that you got from your guys? Not even so much, Russ, at the end of the game and the seven-minute drive, but just how they handled the fact that Delaware got it within three but never tied and never took the lead. Yeah, I mean, the opening kickoff, they got back to about the 45, uh, their 45, and, and gave them great field position and kind of a spark there, and then they scored. <clears throat> you know, got the two-point play, uh, and then uh, they had it down there again. We held them to a field goal, which was big. Um, we actually had a couple opportunities to get off the field, but, you know, to, to hold them to a field goal there was big. And uh, and then responding, our offense responding with a touchdown. And then we played good defense the rest of the way. And we don't want to go too far without talking about Aaron Dykes and the two kickoff returns for touchdowns, the 100-yarder and the 88-yarder. And, of course, it's never been done in Richmond history before with one player returning two kicks for touchdowns in a game. And we spoke with him this week. He's our guest on our Spider Insight podcast that you can get on our website and social media as well. And one of the things we really did talk about, Russ, in addition to the athleticism and the blocking and all of that, is just what plays like that do 
for a football team because in most circumstances, other than an opening kickoff or a second-half kickoff, something bad has probably happened, mm-hmm. right? They've either scored a touchdown or a field goal against you, and to take that momentum right back like that is just so huge. Yeah, I mean, it happened to us against Elon. You know, we score, and, and, uh, and then they take the kickoff back. You know, when you, when you return a kick, a kick or you block a punt for a score – you know, those things are backbreakers, and, and it's hard to overcome those things. But, um, you know, we were playing really well on offense, and I said this too. You know, even if we don't return it, you know, our offense was playing. They were moving the football really well. We uh, probably would have, you know, we could have scored anyway. But it is a backbreaker. Uh, I've been on the other side of it, and uh, it's nice to be on the front end of, you know, when your team's doing it. And, you know, the second one, you know, was – was so wired up. You know, our guys did a great job of blocking on that thing. You know, he went untouched. And, and uh, so uh, it was. they were huge, huge plays in the game. The story has been told several times, really, in the immediacy of the victory right on our radio postgame show live um, when Aaron and you both talked about the fact that he actually broke a cardinal rule, a spider rule of kickoff returns on the 100-yard return, and it turned out okay. Yeah, it did. Um, you know, as, as I saw the kick and I saw him backing up, you know, it was supposed to be a fair catch. And, um, you know, we did all the research coming into last year, you know, when you catch a ball inside the five or, or you know, how, how many where we ended up with the ball inside the five near the goal line or any returns outside the five. And, and it was a huge difference. And so we, we actually had the rule last year that, you know, if it's kicked, uh, we put their heels on the five, and if, if you have to back up, it's a fair catch. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, we had that in effect last year. Actually, you know, last year we were second in the country in kickoff returns. And so we've done a really nice job on kickoff returns the past couple of years. So uh, maybe maybe we shouldn't fair catch it. Maybe <laughs> we should just take them all back, I guess. Well, that will leave the other team guessing whether you'll do it or not now yeah. in the future. What made that 100-yarder go? He did have to break a couple of tackles on that one. We got some good blocks, um, uh, but we did miss a couple blocks. And then, you know, he – uh, you know, he ran through a tackle and then bounced it, and then once that occurred, it was over. I mean, they had everybody working to the front side there, and and as he hit it, you know, they actually, you know, one they, they had two guys there, but he really broke one tackle, just ran right through it and, and took off, and and um, you know, uh, you know, they, they weren't going to catch him. They didn't have anybody near him at the time. He actually remembered back to last year where, of course, he was able to play in his four games as a true freshman and get a little bit of experience on that where he actually returned one, I think he said, outside the numbers and five-yard line back. So he broke two rules on that one, and he remembered that from last year as we were talking about what he did this year. So those four-game experience things, they really can pay dividends, even if you do some things wrong in that true freshman year, right? Yeah, I mean, if you, if you block it up, you know, you're going to get it out to the 25. Uh-huh. The problem is, you know, if all of a sudden you start feeling it outside the numbers and on the goal line, and then there's a couple guys that don't execute their blocks, and you're sitting with the ball on the 15-yard line, 14-yard line, and, and, you know, it's not a good way to start. Um, but, you know, that one wasn't why. I mean, it was, you know, almost on the hash, mm-hmm. and so – you know, it was it was a manageable one there, but uh, I'm glad he did. No question about that. A year ago, think back what 
uh, prompted you guys to make him a kick returner because, as he told us on our podcast this week, he had never really returned – not really. He never had returned kicks in high school. The first experience he had with it was when you guys as coaches put him there a season ago. Uh, I, I Injuries. Huh. You know, Brissett yeah. was running them. Uh, then somebody – and then Cortrell. Cortrell, right. And then uh, I probably had somebody else in uh, – you know, just injuries mounted last year, and and uh, and then we gave him the opportunity, and and he popped a couple pretty good ones. You know, got got kind of just you know knocked down by a foot. You know, and and um, so you know he did a nice job with it last year. And then once once we saw him in four games, and then we put him on the shelf. You know, we knew this year coming in that we'd let him return them. And so far, so good, obviously, for Aaron Dykes, who was the National Special Teams Player of the Week, in addition to the CAA uh, Special Teams Player of the Week. Let me get a quick comment from you on defense, and then we'll talk a lot more defense because both of our player guests are on the defensive side today. Defensive lineman Kobe Turner and defensive back Daniel Jones will join us here in the middle segments in just a couple of moments. Uh, Seven more tackles for loss, five more quarterback sacks in that game against Delaware. What was your overall view of how the defense performed? Uh, really well uh probably other than uh you know the two you know the one touchdown drive uh we missed a bunch of tackles and and uh, you know we we bowed up in the end zone then they ran an rpo and got it in behind us for the touchdown uh and then and then the second touchdown but other than that i think our guys you know our guys are playing really well we're, you know we're really good at rushing the passer up front and um uh, you know, I'm just proud of, you know, you know, if we could take a drive away or a play away, uh, you know, in each game, I mean, it would be uh, a tremendous defensive effort. But, you know, we've got to eliminate, you know, the one big drive or the one big play uh, that breaks your, you know, breaks your back and, and you know, and lets drives continue and, you know, and, and get some chunk yards there. But our guys are playing hard. They know the scheme. Our defensive coach is doing a nice job putting them in good position. So we just got to keep playing, stay healthy, and uh, and keep playing hard. How good do you feel for redshirt senior Billy Coggill, whose playing time had been minimal because of injury and because the guys in front of him had been playing so well, for him to step in for an injured Tyler Dressler and have the type of game that he had, 10 tackles and a quarterback sack? Yeah, I mean, we when Tyler was down – you know, we knew Billy could could go and do a great job. I mean, so it wasn't like, oh, woe is me, you know, what are we going to do now? I mean, it was plug him in, go play, go make your plays, and uh, we'll keep playing good defense. Uh, so, you know, Billy's been a – he's been a joy to have in this program uh, for three years. And, uh, uh, you know, and, and sometimes it's tough. I mean, there's not – everybody can't start. Everybody can't play 70 plays. And – uh you know, and so whatever role Billy had, you know, for the couple games prior, uh, you know, he took pride in it and worked hard at it, whether it was special teams. And, and um, you know, he everybody knows, I mean, everybody on this team that, that steps on the field is important. And, uh, but proud of him. I mean, he, he did a nice job and he'll continue to do a good job. 
We will continue to talk defense for the Richmond Spiders after the break in just a moment when Daniel Jones makes a return appearance uh, to our Spider Talk program, and he's joined today by Kobe Turner, the conductor, as we like to now call him, the Spider defensive lineman. We'll get into all of that when we talk some Spider defensive football after the break. Before we go to break, I do have one uh, breaking programming announcement. Uh, How many of you in here are Washington Nationals fans? All right. Uh, only about half. I, I get it. Well, the Washington Nationals just cost us our television coverage on Saturday afternoon because their victory parade is at 2 o'clock Saturday afternoon in the nation's capital, and it will be covered and carried live by NBC Sports Washington, which was going to carry our football game at 3 o'clock Saturday afternoon. So we will not, for those of you who can't get to Robin Stadium, for the game, the homecoming game at three. We will not be on NBC Sports Washington. We are on Flow Football, FlowSports.com digitally, and we are working on some other digital options so that you can watch the game Saturday afternoon. If you don't get there, we will have more information about that on our website and on our uh, radio, on ESPN Richmond as well, and on our social media. So again, we are not on NBC Sports Washington on Saturday afternoon, more info to follow. Kobe Turner and Daniel Jones to follow the break. Spider Talk with Coach Russ Huseman from Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue on ESPN Richmond. Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue is the official barbecue of the University of Richmond Spiders. Come enjoy our real 100% wood-cooked barbecue while you cheer on the home team. Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue uses recipes handed down for over 150 years and is now available inside Robin Stadium. Can't make it to the game? Visit us on North Boulevard in The Fan or on Thursdays at noon at West Broad in Old Parham in the West End for the Spider Talk Radio Show with Coach Russ Huseman. For more information, visit us at buzzandneds.com. Buzz and Ned's and the Richmond Spiders, a winning combination. At the University of Richmond School of Professional and Continuing Studies, our students are driven by change. They arrive with a variety of professional and educational experiences, the determination to do more, and an unbelievable ambition to succeed. Through undergraduate and graduate degree programs, professional certificates, boot camps, and professional training and development programs, our students gain the tools and knowledge to better themselves and the organizations they serve. Learn more about how we help adult students drive change at spcs.richmond.edu. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's you, Jamie. Don't be alarmed, but I think there's a guy following you. Maybe we should get that guard dog we talked about? Nothing too scary. Maybe like a Bichon with an attitude? You know, Progressive's collision insurance covers injured dogs and cats at no extra cost, so... Wait, the guy stood up when I stood up. He's on the phone. He's looking right at me. Oh, wait, it's just my reflection. Don't tell anyone about this. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Pet coverage not available in New Hampshire and North Carolina. And now more Straight Talk from Straight Talk. The big wireless guys try to saddle you with expensive wireless plans because that's how they earn big commissions. Saddled? What am I, a horse? No, you are not. That's why with Straight Talk Wireless, you get our unlimited plan for just 45 bucks a month with 25 gigs at high speeds. No contract, no saddle. Oh, like a wild wireless stallion. Uh-huh, sure. Switch today and get America's best networks for up to half the cost. Straight Talk Wireless, everything for less. Savings may vary. See straighttalk.com. This is Mike Golick. Hey, it's Trey Wingo. Join me and Mike every weekday morning starting at 6 for Golick and Wingo on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. The timeout's over. Now more Spider Talk with Richmond football coach Russ Huseman. 
Live from Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue on 99.5 and 102.7 FM and 9.50 AM ESPN. There's the snap, and again, the handoff tonight comes left side and not going anywhere. Daniel Jones came charging up to make the tackle. Great tackle by Daniel Jones. Great tackle, and that's the way you get a good back to go down sometimes. Eho three-step drop. Here come the Spiders. He breaks one tackle, but that's it. Kobe Turner grabs him for a loss of a yard back at the 48. Spiders getting some good pressure now. Yeah, I love what Kobe Turner said this after the last game. He said, hey, we're getting pressure, but we're not getting off blocks. That time, pressure, and then he was able to actually shed his block and make the tackle for the loss. Victory over Delaware. Daniel Jones had eight tackles, including that one for loss that you just heard. And Colby Turner had six tackles, two and a half for loss. Two of them were quarterback sacks, one of which you just heard as well. And Colby Turner and Daniel Jones are the guys you're going to hear from today on Spider Talk with head coach Russ Huseman. Fellas, uh, welcome to the program. Let me go to the first timer first, Colby Turner. Colby, let me pick up on what my partner Chris Anderson just paraphrased from you about getting off of blocks and getting to ball carriers. Take us a little bit through that process as a defensive lineman of what you're trying to do to get to that end goal that you did so successfully Saturday. Yes, sir. So, Versiel, we found ourselves a lot of times getting there just a little bit late um, and getting a lot of pressures, but uh, we definitely tried to make sure that we got rid of our blocker and shed him to get to the quarterback before instead of just trying to reach for the quarterback or reach for a tackle. We wanted to make sure that we got completely off of the block so that we can make the play and make it when we needed the most. Why is this defense having the success it is right now in those two very important categories, tackles for loss and quarterback sacks? I think it's because we believe in each other, you know, when you trust each other on the line and, and when you trust the backs and the, the linebackers, you're free to go out and do exactly what you should be doing. You know, you don't have to worry about, well, is this person going to cover this gap? You just do exactly what you need to do, and that's uh, lended us to being able to come up with tackles for losses and sacks and things like that. Russ, what's your performance evaluation of what this young man has done this season all of the attention was on mo on maurice jackson when the season started and now kobe turner's name is coming off everybody's tongues uh yeah he just turned me on right there um <laughs> thanks um once a show you got to do that once a show <laughs> he's doing an excellent job for us he's playing really well in there he's uh, doing everything we ask him to do as far as you know fitting gaps and and uh and getting off of blocks, and and uh, and then he's making dynamic plays. I mean, sometimes you can, you know, when you're a defensive tackle, you could plug and do a great job and grade out really well. And you know, when the game's over, maybe you got a couple tackles. And but he is making dynamic plays, which makes it even better. So and 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 doing his job the way he's supposed to do it. So awful proud of him. He's come. He's when he when he got here as a freshman, we knew he had some ability, and uh, but he's come a long, long way and, and turned himself into a really good player. And that was as a walk-on freshman, wasn't it, Kobe? Yes, sir. So have you exceeded whatever expectations you might have had from way back in those days as a walk-on freshman to where you are now? Um, I always believed in what I could do. I always believed in what God could do in my life and how he could bless me, and so I don't know exactly what I expected. I was, you know, my parents always told me to expect big things from a big God. So uh, I don't know how I got to where I'm at. I'm grateful, and I'm continuing and looking forward to continuing to get better every day. 
strategically now, how much has it helped not only you, but uh, Gershon Majoni or, or, or Colby Ritten or Darius Reynolds, that so much attention certainly is being paid to Maurice Jackson? Um, definitely with like things like the slide, they always try to slide to Mo and try to get two, maybe three people on him. So it does free us up a little bit uh, to go out and make plays. And even with all that attention that he's been getting, he's still been making plays oh, yeah. as well. So um, it's definitely it's definitely a, a position for us to feed off of when so much attention is on him. So we've just been trying to take over a little bit of that production, and he's continuing to produce for himself as well. Let's turn our attention to the defensive secondary, Daniel Jones. And one of the things we're noticing is that some of you guys in the secondary are now starting to creep up and get tackles for loss, whether that's Brandon Feemster coming from the corner or you coming up in the, the highlight we just heard. Um, kind of what is the aggressive nature of you guys in that defensive secondary that maybe is leading to some of that? Well, honestly, between the D-line and the linebackers, we – we not getting a lot of tra- tackles because they they eating everything up. But when we get an opportunity, we're trying to um, make the most of it. What was Saturday's game like uh, for you, Delaware arrival? You're one of the guys that does know a lot of those guys on that coaching staff. Not a lot of this team does, and to win a CAA game on the road, particularly at a place like that, coming off of the Yale game, which we talked about, what was the significance for you guys? It was just to show that even though we had we had a Rough game, yo game, rough results, but we're going to bounce back and we're still going to be a great team and we're not going to quit on each other. How much did you have to be a leader last week in preparation for Delaware? I heard that a lot from a lot of different guys that, you know, our leaders, whether they're labeled captain or not, are leading us this week so that that doesn't happen again and we're razor sharp, ready to go at kickoff against Delaware. Yeah, that's spot on because even not just the captains, everybody was stepping up, even the younger guys, seniors, juniors, sophomores, it doesn't matter. Everybody was stepping up and letting everybody know, okay, we had a rough one, but it's behind us now. And now we got to move on to the next game. We have to win every game, every week. Russ, were you seeing that and hearing that last week? It's one thing to come from you know, the guy's labeled captain or from the coach, but for other guys to take that kind of responsibility, accountability, and that kind of role? Yeah, I mean, whether I heard it or not, I knew it was going to happen because we've got great leadership on this team. We've got great captains, uh, tremendous individuals. And so, you know, I don't know. Everybody asks, well, how was son? How was this? How was... I had no idea. I just knew it was business as usual. These guys were going to work hard. Uh, they're committed to each other. Uh, they believe in each other. And so it, it never never once crossed my mind. You know, I didn't didn't have a, a senior meeting, captain meeting. I just – I kind of knew that these guys would take care of it. And they do. They take care of a lot of stuff. I mean, they, you know, take it all off of my, my plate. And and uh, they had they had themselves ready to play. And it was a 14 nothing lead, Daniel, and then 21-7. I asked Coach Usman this at the start of the show. How helpful was that to you guys to get that kind of lead and play that well early so that you made them catch you as opposed to Richmond having to catch the opponent? Man, offense got the ball first, and they drove it straight down the field and scored before I could even blink. So <laughs> we was on the defense like, okay, we have to match the energy. We have to match the intensity. We got to do our part because they're doing their part right now, and that just elevated us for the rest of the game right there. How about from your perspective, Kobe? It's huge. You know, a lot of the times uh, we, the defense, went out first. And so to have the offense go out first and to see them just drive the ball straight down the field and to reinstill that confidence that we had in each other, you know, we knew that we had each other's back. So kind of like Daniel was saying, once they did that, we knew defense, we had to come out and hold up our end of the bargain as well. So it was huge. 
Now, in some regards, how difficult was that? Because we got a couple of quick scores. So you were off the field before you could get a drink of water and a breath. You were back on the field again. And they did have that one long, time-consuming drive in the third quarter. What, was, what were the challenges there, Kobe? Um, so definitely I feel like I played a lot more when I was a little bit more tired this week. But um, the depth that we have, especially at D-line with having uh, Ray and Aiden, the, the 2 d and even the rest of the defense ends, like and how they've been practicing and how they've been playing as well. They were able to come in for a little bit of time and, and contribute and do their jobs so that um, other people could get some rest. So ultimately, it was a little bit tougher having long drives and coming straight back off uh, onto the field after the offense scored, but we had confidence in everybody in the D-line. Everybody's expected to play at a certain level, and they went out and they did their part. How about from the defensive backs perspective, Daniel? Defensive backs, that was um, it was uplifting momentum. I didn't even feel, of course, I was a little tired, but it was more a surge of energy. Like if it's different from a sudden change where we turn the ball over, that's deflating. But we were like, okay, like there's really scoring out here. We got to like keep turning it up. Uh, everybody was running down the sidelines with Aaron Dykes, yeah. right on the on the two two kickoff returns. Uh, when they did make that run, and we talked with Coach Usman about it. What was the feeling on the sideline amongst the players that, you know, the lead got down to three, they were making a comeback, they had momentum in the game. What was kind of what was going on with you guys? We came out, um, I don't want to say sluggish, but we just we gave up some, some plays right there and we just knew we had, to, we had to turn it over and get back to what we were doing the first half. And we just, like Kobe was saying, we believed in each other, trusted each other in a hard time where they was making a run and we toughed it out. Kobe, did you feel like there was some, some – I don't know, maturity maybe gained from that, that, hey, there was no panic, the other team's making a run, we've still got the lead, let's figure out a way to keep it. For sure. I mean, uh, there's certainly been times uh, this year and in past years where we've started to panic maybe in similar moments like that, but I really do believe we just trusted in each other and we know exactly what we have. We know how good we are and how good we can play every week and every down and every series. So, you know, they might have had a little bit of a run on us, but we knew that we were able to get done what we needed to when we came back out and we did that. Russ, are you seeing that, kind of that maturation process amongst this team? Not that they were immature at the start of the season, but certainly they're doing some things now that you've got to feel pretty good about, particularly like we were talking in a hostile environment with the other team making a run, that, that your guys are handling adverse situations. Yeah, I mean, we haven't panicked at all. You know, even at one and three, nobody panicked. Um, Yale uh, loss nobody panicked uh, um, you know somebody gets a, a play on us you know even in the main game you know we give up a big play and then we come right back offensively get a big play so I, I don't think anybody's panicking on this football team whether it's in game after games uh, you know any of those things so uh, you know it, it, it we actually do have a pretty young team yeah but we've got unbelievable senior leadership so you know you you can as long as you got you know, eight or nine seniors that can really lead and, and that are players, you know, you're okay. But, uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, these, these guys, they believe in themselves. They believe in their team. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll just keep plugging away. So think back, guys, where you were at when we were one and three and where we're at now. And, and what are some of the things that you're seeing that, that kind of led to that? I know we've been kind of talking it, about it for the last couple of minutes, but, I mean, it really has been kind of impressive, particularly in the CAA, and you're getting a lot of, a lot of conference victories out of it, Daniel. Yeah, we can, um, one thing we do, and we did when we were 1-3, and three, and we do it now in games, even when a big play is made or somebody messes up, we keep the energy up. So 
I might have gave a big play. I'm down a little bit. Even guys from the offense will stop by the defensive side and be like, it's okay, next play, next drive. And it's just keeping that positive energy on the sideline, even through a rough time. And just knowing, like, like someone come up to me and they'll be like, hey, I love you, boy. Just keep going hard. Keep doing what you need to do. And that just that will just lift you up, just make you feel good and make you not want to let your brothers down again. So Kobe, how about from a – excuse me, Daniel, I'm sorry. Uh-huh. Uh, from a defensive line room, uh, why was there no blink amongst you guys at one and three? And, and what are the positives that have come out of the, the recent surge? Um, yeah, like I kind of mentioned before, we know exactly who we are as a defense, as a team. And um, especially I think this year we've focused a lot on getting to know each other more and making sure that even outside of football that those relationships were built so that when we get into crunch time and into the game, we're playing for each other and we actually love each other. And so there's even more push for us to play as well as we do. And so even like when we were one and three, we knew exactly who we could be, we knew exactly the team that we had, and we just tried to keep uplifting each other, kind of like Daniel was saying. And from both sides, from both offense and defense, we always just tried to keep the energy positive and just keep pushing forward. All right, let's find out a little bit more about these guys. We'll take a break. Daniel's been here before. We've kind of gone through his background a little bit, but we will certainly do that with Kobe Turner. I think his story has been told a few times, but I do want to tell it some more. And, of course, it was last week that Niall was here, right? Niall Harris. So we talked about his musical interests and abilities. We're going to have Kobe Turner do the same thing when we come back in just a moment. Spider Talk with head coach Russ Huseman from Buzz and Neds on Broad Street and live on ESPN Richmond and the Spider Sports network make a big play with huge savings from food lion this tailgate season score fan favorites for your pre-game party like chips and dip fresh cut fruits and veggies ice cold drinks and savory snacks plus you'll find all your grilling essentials so you can cheer on your favorite team all at affordable prices our low prices make it easy to put together a game-winning spread for tailgating with friends and family. Food Lion has everything you need to kick off your pre-game party. This is our home. That's our Food Lion. Buy your next SUV from Luck. Did you know that there are six different SUVs to choose from at Luck Chevrolet? From the economical tracks to the people-hauling Suburban, Luck has an SUV to fit your needs, including the return of the all-new Blazer with six different trim levels for true personalization. See all the models online at LuxChevrolet.com. Call 798-9261 for details. Then go to Lux Chevrolet for a test drive. Lux Chevrolet since 1916. You have to be up in five hours, two hours, six minutes. And when you hear you realize that you haven't slept a wink. That's why there's ZQuil Pure Z's, a drug-free blend of botanicals with an optimal dose of melatonin so you can fall asleep naturally with no next-day grogginess. It's available in both liquid and gummies, tastes great, and is non-habit-forming. Pick up ZQuil Pure Z's from the sleep experts at Vic ZQuil. ZQuil Pure Z's, naturally superior sleep. Available at retailers near you. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, not for sale to minors. Website restricted to adults 21 and over. Let's be real. Most smokers aren't looking for some overcompensation vaping machine. That's why we created MyBlue. MyBlue is simple. Our pre-filled liquid pods mean there's no mess. One charge and MyBlue lasts all day. And with our range of flavors and nicotine options, you have a choice. MyBlue answers on what matters for smokers. Real nicotine satisfaction. And right now, try MyBlue for $1 at select retailers or MyBlue.com. Covering our local teams with a local passion. We're dedicated to the most sports talk for true RVA sports fans. 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. 
The lunch hour is going fast, and so is the Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue. But there's still time for more Spider Talk with Richmond football coach Russ Huseman. Live on 99.5 and 102.7 FM and 9.50 AM ESPN and the Spider Sports Network. Here comes the Spider Rush, and down goes Rawlings. Kobe Turner, the conductor. With the tackle in the backfield for the quarterback, Zach. The conductor, I love it. Third and goal from the 10. Fagnano to throw under pressure, and the pass is intercepted. At the goal line, Daniel Jones picks it off for the Spiders. The senior captain has saved the day for Richmond with his second interception of the year. None bigger than that. Big-time play, big-time moment, big-time player. Congrats, Daniel Jones. Defensive back captain Daniel Jones and defensive lineman Kobe Turner, our guests on Spider Talk today with head coach Russ Huseman. Those were a couple of their highlights from previous games, so let's go back and talk a little bit about that with uh, Daniel and then kind of get into some of the other interests of Kobe Turner, who's on our show for the first time today. What's the feeling like, Daniel, for a defensive back to get an interception like that in that moment at the end of the game with the game hanging in the balance? Just knowing that you can come up and um – Make a play for the team in a very serious moment. It's a great feeling. It's a great feeling to just, just electrify. <laughs> what do you remember? What do you remember seeing on that play? What put you in position to pick that ball off? Well, my man came across the middle, and he was he was pretty covered up. There was a few guys around him, and then there was a rush from the D line. Reese got a lot of pressure on the quarterback. He just threw it up. Did uh, Coach, did Daniel do everything right on that play to put himself in a position to pick that ball off at Maine? Yeah, I think I think all our guys did everything right on that play. And that's what, you know, that's what has to happen. And uh, I think everybody uh, was in, you know, pretty good position across the board. We got a little bit of pressure on him and, uh, you know, and, and we make the play. And huge. Win, yep, and obviously a huge play that wins the game for the Spiders. All right, the other highlight you heard was one of Kobe's uh, quarterback sacks. He's amongst the league leaders in sacks and tackles for loss, and we got really exuberant at the end of that play, and so did Kobe as well because he gave the little conductor swing with his hand. So take us through uh, your background and the musical interest that you've had for a long, long time and maybe for a good portion of your childhood stronger than your football interest, wasn't Mm -hmm. it? Uh, yeah, so uh, it kind of I kind of grew up uh, favoring both music and football. My dad tells me at the age of two I was tackling vacuum cleaners, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I was certainly always singing along with all the gospel songs and whatever was played on Saturdays when we were cleaning the house or driving around. And so, um, you know, once I got into middle school, I started doing choir um, and and through high school and now continuing that at the University of Richmond as well. So choir has always been a very, very huge thing in my life. Um, And music has been a very huge outlet for me. And so um, I like to kind of celebrate that a little bit um, on the football field sometimes when I get the chance to. So that's kind of where the whole conducting thing came from. I, um, once I get out of college and hopefully, you know, uh, college football players love or would like to go to the league after that 
But um, after all that, I would like to be a high school choir conductor. So I was kind of channeling a, a little bit of that in my celebration. So <laughs> Now, how much of that is a response to what Mo does when he gets a quarterback, Zach? Because he's dancing around and fist pumping and, and all of that. You had to come up with something, didn't you? Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Mo always has a lot of energy, and he always carries a lot of energy around us. And our uh, defensive line coach, Coach Lacey, he wants us to have fun. You know, that's one of the – biggest things that he emphasizes is just us having fun so whether that be a celebration granted within the context of the celebration rules like not getting any penalties and not doing anything to hurt the team but he wants us to celebrate with each other celebrate with our teammates and just have a lot of fun with it so I've seen a lot of things that Mo's done over the years and I'm trying to come up with some better celebrations I haven't found one yet I don't think but <laughs> the conductor <laughs> thing's pretty good oh yeah and, and it plays well on radio and tv for us to be able to call you the conductor <laughs> is the head coach okay with all this no. Um, <laughs> you know, I think they should act like they've had a sack before. Uh, they act like they've had an interception before, act like they've scored a touchdown before. Uh, and, and the first time we get penalty, you know, if they get rid of the conductor sign, if he gets a penalty for conductor sign, <laughs> conductor's done. Yes. He won't be singing anymore. <laughs> well, that already happened once this year. Not, not to him, but we yeah. had the one – penalty and i don't think they've even come close since that yeah. so i think they i think they learned their lesson coach yeah i don't I, think you have to worry yeah, about i, I haven't yeah. seen anything that's really no, outrageous not at all uh time management kobe uh how how have you kind of handled because you're doing stuff in the music department as well and football and i know you had a, a story you've told us before about a particularly busy saturday where you had both football and music how do you how do you kind of handle that um you know, I'm still kind of figuring that out, but obviously football, especially during season and even outside of that, is uh, one of the priorities along with academics. And so I make sure that I do what I can to put myself in a position to play the way that I want to play and the way that my teammates expect me to play and the way the coaches expect me to play on Saturdays. And then outside of that, um, there's some time left over for me to do some of the things that I love, whether it be like um, in the choir and things like that. That's one of my classes as well. So it's technically academics, but um, whether it be with that or with acapella groups or just whatever musical endeavors I like to do, I make sure that I handle my responsibilities first and then try to have that outside of it. And there have been times when you've literally been running from one to the other, having there to music, to football, and back and forth. Oh, yes, for sure. There's, um, I forget what uh, what weekend it was, but I had a concert on Friday, and then I had to come back, catch the bus to get to the hotel, and then after the game, I also had a concert that Saturday. So it's definitely, it gets a little busy sometimes, <laughs> but, you know, I love it all, and so that's the thing that kind of keeps me going with, especially with the music. You know, I love it so much that I'm willing to um, not have as much time for other things, you know. If I remember correctly, you had told us that uh, in the story you're telling, you know, you showed up to get on the bus or get to the hotel and you're all dressed up and everybody <laughs> else is in football sweats. They were wondering what was going on, right? Yeah, for sure. You know, I walked into the locker room and I got a couple questions, but <laughs> I was just like, help me out. And I was uh, trying to get other people to give me my jacket and make sure I had everything to get on the bus because I did have to get changed into the sweats and stuff. But yeah. Hey, in all seriousness, you did have an opportunity uh, Sunday to be part of the, the choir that was at Dr. Heilman's uh, memorial service, didn't you? Mm -hmm. I mean, that uh, I'm guessing you probably didn't know him very well. Some mm -hmm. of us that have been around here for a long time certainly knew Dr. Heilman and what a tremendous man he was. And I can tell you that was a great honor for you to be a part of that. But just what your feelings were like uh, being a part of that Sunday. 
Um, you know, you can just tell by the whole chapel being filled up, this, just the impact that he's had on this university and just on the world as uh, in general. And you can tell that he was a really special man. So being able to sing at his memorial service was truly an honor and a privilege to be able to um, help sing in memory of this man and all of the great things that he's done uh, during his time living. Russ, from your perspective, how is – yeah, that was a great response, wasn't it? Thank you to the audience, and thank you for that, Kobe. How, how is a Kobe Turner or Niall Harris and other guys who have other interests uh, handling that? Because you certainly want them to be as close to a, a full-time football player as academics would allow. Well, you, Kobe and Niall, you know, are kind of unique it, it, as far as the music part of it, the instrument part of it. But all our football players are unique. Yeah. I mean, the, these guys, and we talk about all the time, best of both worlds, academics and, and football, and, um, and they're all well-rounded. The academic component's important to them. They're going to be successful, you know, whether, they're, whether their playing career's done after college. Um, but we've got a bunch. I mean, I, it, it, I'm proud of this. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of the, the Richmond student-athlete. And, and I think it goes with every sport at the University of Richmond. Um, you, know, they, you know, they come here for a reason. I mean, Kobe picked this place probably because of the academic component, and I'm sure Daniel, it's, it had something to do with it. Um, but, you know, they're football players, but, you know, they got lives, and, and, and you understand that. And, but they find time to, to study film. They find time to work on their craft. They, they find time to do what they got to do for us to win games and win championships. and um, uh, But gr great group. I mean, obviously Kobe and, and Nile are getting some attention, but Daniel and, and all these guys are just incredible people. All right, let me finish up, talk some football with you guys. Stony Brook, homecoming. Uh, you spoiled Delaware's homecoming last week. You'd like to celebrate your homecoming this week with a win against the team that, quite frankly, has had our number the last few years. Um, Daniel, what's been the challenge of the Stony Brook game, and what specifically is the challenge for you guys defensively? And, Kobe, I'll get you to weigh in on this as well against the Stony Brook offense. Stony Brook, I mean, they're known to be a physical team, whether it's offense, defense, special teams, and we just need to not match but beat the physicality. So that's the main point right there. What have you seen from their quarterback, who uh, really seems to be playing at a high level? Tykel Fields was the CAA Offensive Player of the Week. Very dynamic guy. He's a very dynamic quarterback. Run, pass. It's, it's going to be a challenge, but we're ready for it. How about from the defensive line perspective there? Uh, Kobe and, and this Stony Brook team that, as Coach has said and we've said, they've got almost a, a violence to their physicality within the, within the framework of the rules, certainly, but they are one of the more physical CAA teams. For sure. Um, they're certainly physical, and we know that we can be – more physical and just as physical but definitely more physical and so it really uh, we always say it's about us and so it's up to what we do and how we've been preparing and I think this week so far we've been preparing pretty well um, especially with the physical aspects and then going into the weekend we have the more mental aspects of preparing so that we can go out there um, beat the physicality like Daniel was saying and just play a really good game stop their run game and stop the quarterback scrambles and try to lock everything else down as well. Maybe a kind of a weird last football question for you guys, but for those of you who don't know, Stony Brook had a, a miraculous comeback this past weekend. They were down, what, 15 in the last 
three or four minutes of the game and were able to rally and win at the end. Do you guys watch that game from that perspective through those last five minutes through, or are you strictly just focusing on what the what their offense is doing? I mean, how aware are you of the type of win they had last week? Uh, I'm well aware. I'm well aware of the type of win they had. It speaks on their team and how they're going to be working hard all four quarters, no matter if they're down or they're up. So it just says puts emphasis on us finishing the job. Yeah, that seems, four quarters of football. Yeah, that seems to be the message, I would think, is yeah. that's what you learned from that, right, Kobe? For sure, and we've we've learned that from the Yale game as well. Yep. We just got to yeah. finish and, and close out these games, and so I think we're going to be ready for sure, for sure. So we just got to focus, work, and, and close out this game. Hey, Daniel, I'm going to finish uh, with you. I hesitate to ask this question of redshirt seniors that still have four-plus games to play, and we hope there's a plus uh, there, but how much thought have you given to life after Richmond and, and how important that Richmond degree is going to be to you and whatever you choose to do after this football season? I honestly, I haven't given much thought to afterwards. Well, I've given thought to like what I want to do and what I want to pursue, but you know, right now we're just focused on getting good grades, <laughs> winning football games. And lunch. And lunch, yes, uh, sir. <laughs> go, go enjoy your lunch. Thanks, fellas. We appreciate you being with us. Daniel Jones, Spider Captain, defensive lineman, Kobe Turner. Thank you, fellas. We'll come back with some questions for Coach Usman in our final segment of Spider Talk from Buzz and Ned's on West Broad Street and live on ESPN Richmond. Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue is the official barbecue of the University of Richmond Spiders. Come enjoy our real 100% wood-cooked barbecue while you cheer on the home team. Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue uses recipes handed down for over 150 years and is now available inside Robin Stadium. Can't make it to the game? Visit us on North Boulevard in The Fan or on Thursdays at noon at West Broad in Old Parham in the West End for the Spider Talk Radio Show with Coach Russ Huseman. For more information, visit us at buzzandneds.com. Buzz and Ned's and the Richmond Spiders, a winning combination. No matter what the size of your lawn is or how you like to maintain it, Arthur's Electric Service at 8910 Brook Road in Glen Allen has the Toro Mower to match it. Arthur's knows how to treat you right. With a full selection of Toro Mowers, knowledgeable personnel, competitive prices, excellent service, and financing available to qualified buyers. Arthur's and Toro, a tradition that has gone on for generations. Drop by Arthur's and see Toro's new mowers firsthand. Call them at 264-2513. That's 264-2513. Or go to arthurselectric.com. Fall has arrived in the RVA, and it's time to get your home ready for the winter season. Make sure your heating units are working properly with a preventative maintenance inspection from the licensed, insured, and NATE certified technicians from Herman Allen Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling. With over 50 years' experience serving the greater Richmond community, we're available 24 hours a day to help with your next emergency. Now offering 18-month no-interest financing or payments as little as $116 on select Lennox equipment. Give us a call at 302-6657 or online at hermanallenplumbing.com. Herman Allen is an authorized Premier Lennox dealer. At the University of Richmond School of Professional and Continuing Studies, our students are driven by change. They arrive with a variety of professional and educational experiences, the determination to do more, and an unbelievable ambition to succeed. Through undergraduate and graduate degree programs, professional certificates, boot camps, and professional training and development programs, our students gain the tools and knowledge to better themselves and the organizations they serve. Learn more about how we help adult students drive change at spcs.richmond.edu. 
for all things spiders. Whether you're online, on your phone, or just on the go, it's RichmondSpiders.com. Scores, stats, standings. It's RichmondSpiders.com. Video highlights, audio play-by-play, and online ticketing for football and men's basketball. It's RichmondSpiders.com. Plus, exclusive content you won't get anywhere else, like the Spider Insight Podcast, Spider Voices, and game day info for Robin Stadium and the Robin Center. It's your home for your favorite team. It's RichmondSpiders.com. This year's Making Strides Against Cancer has been rescheduled indoors Saturday, November 9th at Regency Mall. Registration is at 8 a.m., opening ceremony at 8.30, and the walk starts at 9. Join us and visit RichmondVASTridesAtCancer.org for info. Every day, all over Central Virginia, Feed More feeds kids, we feed families, and we feed seniors. We do that with your help. We need you to volunteer. Time, money, energy, it all counts. It all fights hunger. You can, too. Need a venue to host your next birthday party, wedding, meetings, or basketball games or practices? Trinity Family Life Center is here to help. Call Takiya Walker at 804-321-6761 to schedule a tour. Mention this ad and receive 15% off your rental. Nobody fighting breast cancer should have to walk alone. On Saturday, November 9th at 9 a.m., join the American Cancer Society at the Making Strides Against Breast Cancer Walk indoors at Regency Mall. Registration at 8 a.m. Join us and visit RichmondVASTridesAtCancer.org for info. Weekdays. You're never more than 30 minutes from a Richmond Sports Center update. Stay updated here. 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN. This is Spider Talk on ESPN Richmond and the Spider Sports Network. Live from Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue, 8205 West Broad Street. Once again, here's Bob Black with Coach Russ Huseman. All right, once again, thanks to Kobe Turner and Daniel Jones, our special player guests uh, today. They were terrific with us up here at the head table, as all of our player guests have been all year long. All right, final segment of our Spider Talk. Take you up to the top of the hour. Richmond and Stony Brook coming up Saturday on homecoming, 3 o'clock at Robin Stadium. Take a couple of text questions here for Coach Usman this afternoon. One of them comes from our good friend Ivan, who is actually threatening to come to Buzz and Ned's. Mike O'Toole is threatening to bring him. He's tried for the last couple weeks and it hasn't worked. Mike, you got four more shows potentially to get Ivan here. I know the crowd would love to meet Ivan, but he does ask you, Coach, and we kind of talked about the first part of this, kind of what did you tell the team, what were you talking about when Delaware made the run to cut it to three? We have kind of talked about that, but if you'd like to go a little bit more into it, by all means, and then a little bit more on Stony Brook, and I do want to pick up on the point of their comeback at the end of that game and how that caught your attention and your eye. Yeah, I mean, like Daniel said, I mean, Stony Brook's tough, physical uh, football team. They've played like that for a long time. I mean, they're, they're a reflection of their coach, you know, and, and uh, physicality is important to them. Uh, we got to match that. And they've got some really good players both sides of the ball, no question about that. So, I mean, we, we got to work it out for us. But, um, um, you know, I, I do think we, we've got a good football team. I think we can run uh, really well. So, you know, it, it should, be a, should be a fun, interesting game. Uh, their game against Villanova was – I mean, they have – and I went in and saw the, uh, the, the defensive guys, and, and I went through fourth downs. You know, as, as you go, you, you get all your cut-ups all over the place. And so we got a fourth down cut-up and what they're doing on fourth downs. And, and I was going through the cut-up, and it seemed like every fourth down that they had was in such a critical situation – 
they had fourth and six on the 50-yard line against Rhode Island, and he scrambles and takes it 50 yards to win the game with uh, eight seconds to go in the game. Um, you know, Villanova, James Madison, they had, you know, a big fourth and eight at the end, and, and they convert, and, and then they have another fourth down and score uh, to tie it to send that into overtime. You know, he throws a ball on fourth and 18 yeah. uh, in overtime. They're down by a score, and Whiteout dropped it, or they go to another overtime. Hmm. Uh, Villanova, obviously, they converted some fourth downs, uh, but, you know, the one thing is they, they don't quit, whether it's fourth down, whether it's fourth quarter. Uh, you know, you're going to get their best, you know, for four quarters. And, uh, and, and, but, you know, they, they got to have players that can execute it, and they do. I mean, a quarterback's an excellent player, uh, and we got to bottle him up pretty good uh, and not let him scramble on us. So, um, you know, Villanova game, I, I guarantee Villanova's kicking themselves. Yeah. Uh, should have been a win by, for Villanova, but somehow Stony Brook got it. Now, let me bring up one thing, and this is probably something I shouldn't do in the last four <laughs> minutes or so of the program. One of the things that helped Stony Brook was the penalty on Villanova and a relatively new rule mm-hmm. that the opposing team now has the option of the clock on a penalty restarting either on the snap of the ball or on the referee's whistle for play. That's a relatively new rule for the team that wasn't penalized right yeah it's under two minutes under yeah. two minutes yeah under two minutes and i think there was a minute and 32 on the clock uh when that occurred and uh but yes i mean you know they can you know villanova took it back about 13 yards and then you know fell down or got tackled and their tight end actually tackled a guy and uh they threw the flag and uh stony brook declines it and 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 uh, they don't have to use their timeout. Because it acts as a timeout, It acts right? as a timeout. Ball starts on the snap. And, uh, you know, Villanova didn't realize that um, during the course of the game. And, uh, you know, and, and it, it came back and got them. Because they ran that thing down all the way to – they punted with, I think, 28 seconds to go. Wow. So you think, give me another 40 seconds. Yep. Ball game. Ball game's over. Yep. All right, one more before we're done here, and this is on an entirely different subject, but I think our fans will be interested in the name. What's the status of freshman quarterback Jackson Walker? Will he get any playing time this season? Um, <clears throat> Jackson's doing really well. Talented player. Uh, going to be a fantastic quarterback for us in the program. Uh, probably, you know, I, I, I don't know if he'll get playing time this year or not. Um, you know, we've kind of – he, he travels with us every game, travels to the hotel. We're, we're kind of grooming him uh, in that way. Uh, you know, he had gotten, you know, when we had uh, Joe down and Reed down, I mean, he gotten, you know, some, some two snaps during the course of a week, week and a half. Um, and now he's back down on scout team and uh, uh, just slinging it around and, and moving around and got a lot of ability and, and going to be an excellent player. And, and fortunately, we can redshirt him. Yep. How does he do on the scout team for you? I guess we could ask the defense. Yeah, he, he does a good job. Yeah, he he does a good job. I mean, he can he can throw it. You know, you can see when 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 we had a couple injuries there, and it was Bo and then him. Uh, you know, he threw a bunch into the dirt because he was nervous. 
he comes out on the scout team, man, it's just like, <laughs> you know, he's just picking us apart all over the place. Uh-huh. So uh, that position is a lot of confidence, no question about it. <laughs> all right, final thought on uh, Stony Brook and a key for Spider victory. I guess the word physicality has been thrown around a lot here in the last hour. Yeah, I mean, we got to match it uh, both sides of the ball and in special teams. Um, you know, and, and, you know, two years ago, it was 27-24 game. Last year, uh, it was 16-10 in the fourth quarter. You know, we had opportunities. We, you know, we fumbled the pitch down there, and they took it 87 yards. Um, you, know, even, you know, even with the, the year that we had last year. So, um, you know, it got, got out of hand at the end. Uh, but, um, you know, like I said, it was 16-10. We had a couple possessions there. And at some point in time in the third quarter, you know, we could have taken a lead but, um, and didn't. And then, and then they kind of, you know, they kind of wore us out a little bit. But uh, uh, should be a great game, just like all the CAA games yep. are. I mean, they're, they're never, it's not going to change. Next four weeks in a row will be just tough, tough games. Other day in the CAA, as yep. my partner Chris Anderson likes to say, make the alums happy this weekend. All right. Make it a happy homecoming, all right? All and, right? And are you handing out some of this candy on the table here for, for Halloween? If anybody had come in a costume, you would have given them candy. Probably. I'm going to take it back to the office. There you go. Yeah. Pass it out amongst the guys. I will. There. All right. For uh, Daniel Jones and Colby Turner, our special player guests, we say thanks again. For Russ Huseman, Bob Black saying so long. For Spider Talk, 3 o'clock Saturday at Robin Stadium on Homecoming, Richmond and Stony Brook. Head football coach Russ Huseman, live from Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue, 8205 West Broad Street. Today's show has been brought to you by the University of Richmond School of Professional and Continuing Studies, Lux Chevrolet, Food Lion, and Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue. Join us for lunch and Spider Talk Thursdays from noon to 1 p.m. throughout the college football season. This has been a live presentation from Learfield IMG College in association with Richmond Sports Properties and ESPN Richmond on the Spider Sports Network. From the G Law Firm Studios, your personal injury attorneys. 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. WXGI Richmond, WTPS Petersburg. From the G Law Firm Studios, your personal injury attorneys. 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. WXGI Richmond, WTPS Petersburg.